The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. bleed green are you an ultimate eagles football fan well you're in the right place well you're in the right place this is birds 365 hosted by the new mac and mac jody mcdonald and john mcmullen here we go here we go who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good practice Thursday. Practice. We're talking about practice. Yes, the Eagles will get back to practice today and leading up to uh, their first game in a while since they've got through the bye week. Now the Kansas City Chiefs are in the offing, and we're here to talk about it with you for the next couple hours. John McMullen, Jody McDonald. Uh, you got to make the trip over to South Philly, John. Uh, the the uh, Put uh, directions into the phone. Do you need? Yeah, to... I've forgotten. Uh, no, I can. Yeah, I'm pretty much GPS down there. I, I, I sometimes I start driving down there by mistake because uh, I'm so used to it. So. Yeah, don't don't. Think I don't you'll... think I'm gonna forget. You, you know, don't need. Right. You never know, though. At this age, you know, you start forgetting things. I don't think Alexa has to tell you to get on the uh, the bridge today. I think you'll be just fine. But, yeah, it's nice to see the Eagles get back and working for the game. Again, been a long time. Seems like a long time. It's been a week and a half. It's not that long. But they do get back to work, and they've got a pretty damn big game against Kansas City Chiefs come Monday night, not Sunday, not till Monday night. And, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles, for those of you who look at such things, are a a two-and-a-half-point underdog in the game. It is the first time that they've been an underdog, John, since Tom Brady ousted the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round of the playoffs back in 2001. They were not an underdog for the entire 2022 season, including the Super Bowl. They were favorite in every single game that they played. So, Yet they still have an underdog clothing brand. 
And they the do. Coach still wears the underdog hat all the time. Yeah, I, you know how I feel about that. So. Right. Make it up though, if right. it works. When in doubt, make it up somehow. You can spin it to uh, fit your narrative. Uh, but they weren't an underdog at all, not once last year, and this is the first time this year. And you know what? I'm not upset that, but I don't think the Eagles should be upset by that. If they can play the underdog card, more power to them. It's a two-and-a-half-point line, which means on a neutral field, They'd the Eagles the favorite. Would, yeah. would be a half-point favorite. So, again, they're, they're not taking a back seat to anybody, including Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. John, there are a lot of matchups in this game, a lot of mano-a-manos uh, between these two teams. Which is the most intriguing to you? Boy, I think uh, I think the most intriguing is is those Kansas City receivers because it's you know generally teams have been picking on the Eagles. That's where they've been picking on them, and I just don't think they can take advantage of it from uh, Kansas City's perspective. So that to me, and plus, how much does Bradley Roby help? Uh, we'll get a better indication. Uh, again, he said he's going to be back, but as we've seen with players doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be back, but I expect him back and we'll get a better indication of practice today. Um, so that to me is the most interesting matchup because um, it's, it's rare where Kansas city struggles in the, in uh, the passing game at times, certainly since Patrick Mahomes has gotten there and the Eagles have, Let's be honest, they've struggled pretty mightily in past defense at times, and uh, this is a chance for them to maybe gain some confidence, talking about the Eagles' secondary, uh, back seven as a whole. Um, let's see what they can do against a really good football team that maybe struggles in that one specific spot that the Eagles typically struggle in. So I think that's a, a good matchup for the Eagles in, in a sense. I, I hear what you're saying, and if you're talking just wide receivers, yeah, this could be a, a get-well game for the Eagles' corners uh, and and or safeties. But I will ask you about the safeties because there is this tight end. You've probably heard of him. Got a very familiar last name named Kelsey on the other team, and he would quote unquote be a receiver. He not might not be a wide receiver, but he's going to go out and catch passes. And you and I have discussed this huge since we started Birds 365 on any given Sunday if you catch the Kansas City Chiefs game and they're on nationally all the time, late afternoon and or prime time. It just seems to me, John, that he's always wide open. And it boggles my mind. You know he's their number one choice. You know Mahomes is looking for him. You know that the entire offense runs through Kelsey, yet he always seems to get separation I get it that he's a great route runner, but don't teams like go the extra mile to make sure that he's bracketed and double covered? I'll take my chances with Kadarius Tony going mano a mano with a D back. I got to make sure that Travis Kelsey doesn't beat me, yet he continues to do it to team in and team out, week in and week out. Will the Eagles be able to at least slow Travis Kelsey down? Yeah, he's not focused, Jody. He's down in Argentina. He's uh, not taking okay. advantage of his bye week. He's, he's got you know, for a while. Mr. Mr. Okay. and Mrs. Swift are gonna meet uh the, the Kelsey parents. So, you know, no, I'm joking. Um no, I mean Travis, uh, like his brother, is a, a Hall of Fame player. Um 
And uh, guess what? Uh, you typically have uh, issues with Hall of Fame players. So, I mean, it's no surprise. It shouldn't be any surprise. And I think the Eagles are going to have some issues. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's better to have the incremental cuts, especially the way the Eagles play defense, than the threat of the big play. Um, and not that Travis can't make big plays, but, you know, with tight end and even the best tight ends, um, they're not going to gash you down the field like the best receivers. Um, and that sort of plays into how uh, the Eagles want to play defense schematically to begin with. Um, you know, and it could be, again, it could be a 10-catch game, but as long as you limit the yards after catch um, as, as much as possible, um, he's obviously a great red zone player, um, but, um, you know, Kansas says he's been middle of the road as a whole as a red zone offense this year. Um, so as long as you, you handle those two things, yards after catch red zone, he doesn't turn into one of those three touchdown days. I think you're going to be fine. Uh, but he's a really good player. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. Those are the three dominant players in Kansas City, and they're dominant players for a reason. They're really, really good. It's never you're going to stop that guy. You got to stop Chris Jones. You got to stop Patrick Mahomes. You got to stop Travis Kelsey. You you try to limit it as much as possible, like the good NBA scorer. You know, he's getting his. You know, try to make them work for it. Try to make them work harder. Try to limit it as much as possible. But good players, and that's an understatement, great players are great players for a reason. Kansas City was, or at least Travis Kelsey, was held in check by the Dolphins in the Chiefs' last game. Now is an NFL Europe game. I don't know if everybody got up at 9.30 in the morning to watch it. But Kelsey only had three catches for 14 yards. Eagles learn anything from the Dolphins? I know everything. Yeah, man. That's Big Bangio. That's Big. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure they've learned some things, but look, we, if we don't know by now, we're never going to know. You can't, there's, there's no, it's a week to week league, situation to situation league. If anything, if you have a great player coming off a, a subcar, subpar game from his own standards, that's a bad sign to me because they generally don't tend to put together multiple games like that. So, oh, I mean, the Eagles play a similar scheme. That's about all you're going to get from that. And, and yeah, I would, I would, I would lean in the other direction. I would think, you know, their Kansas city's going to overcorrect and get them the football uh, early and often potentially. No, if I were Andy Reid, that's what I'd be uh, trying to lay out right here, right? Matt Nagy trying to say, how can I get the ball to Travis Kelsey upwards of 12 times in this upcoming game? That that would be my uh, game plan going in, but we'll see if the Eagles can actually thwart it. Um, full-blown practice today, right, John? Not a walk Yeah, full-blown. No uh, Thursday walkthrough, which would be a Wednesday walkthrough on a normal week. But uh, the bye week, yeah. Got to get them back out there. Get them some grass time, as Doug Peterson would say. And grass grass time for a couple of guys is going to be pretty key. 
will you know by the time they start to take some reps and some snaps and the like whether Cam Jurgens is back in at right guard? Is that uh, yeah? So yeah. If the ones run out if Jurgens is in there, you know he's playing, you know he's starting. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, offensive line is one of the easiest uh, positions to, even though we don't get to watch a lot of practice. That's why. We all knew Tyler Steen was starting before the bye, uh, long before Nick Sirianni would want to admit it because, you know, Stoutland's, you know, hey, if you're taking first team reps and, and combo blocks and individual drills, you're going to you're going to be the guy. Um, and I expect Cam to be the guy. Um, so we should know that pretty quickly um, as they break off to uh, – individual work that one's easy to judge how they're going to replace dallas goddard much more difficult because we all just assume it's going to be jack stoll starting in his spot but stoll and someone else stole in all the time or more for wide receiver sets how are the eagles going to go about replacing dallas goddard that we probably won't know until they take the field in Kansas City on Monday night, right? Yeah, no. I mean, and that's more about scheme, philosophy, targets, things like that. Jack's going to play the most. You can feel very comfortable in that assessment. Uh, but you know, how do you how do you translate Dallas's targets and and opportunities and impact on the passing offense? That's the the bigger question mark, and that. We won't know. We can learn a little bit from last year. Last year, um, the targets went up for for um, uh, Stoll caught seven passes. Calcaterra caught, and this is over five games. Calcaterra caught, I think, four or five, somewhere in that range. So they weren't throwing the ball to the backup tight ends. Uh, they were. They really uh, uptick Devante, uptick in Quez. So they went in that direction. This year would be Devante and and uh, Julio Jones, um, and that's how I expect it to go. Um, and the Eagles were very successful with that last year, so there's no reason to think they go away from that sort of philosophy change. And before the bye, Nick said we can do it with different personnel grouping, so he sort of hinted um, – that, you know, the targets are probably going elsewhere. Although I would say that they didn't have Albert O last year and he's got some skill as a receiver. So I haven't seen him much, but he's got more skill than Jack Stoll or even Grand Calcaterra as a receiver. So, um, yeah, I don't want to overstate it, but he's, he's had some success in the league. He can get downfield. He's athletic. So, he, he might be a little bit more in the mix, um, but we have to wait and see how they handle it. And will the Eagles officially open the practice window for both Justin Evans and the return of Quez Watkins? Well, they already we, they already opened Justin, and they didn't open Quez. I you know so Justin's back; he's going to practice. Um, uh, Quez did he, pra- did he practice before their last game? No. No, oh, they so they just it opened on, it up uh, sometime during the bye Tuesday. week? Um, Tuesday. Okay. Right. Um, and they didn't open Quez. We talked about that a little bit. I think, you know, now there's no role for Quez because Julio's here. So, 
you know, to be the fourth or fifth receiver, you have to play on special teams, and he's not a good special teams player. And Britton Covey's the punt returner, and Alameda Zacchaeus would be the other, and he's a better special teams player. So I think they're playing the game of, you know, waiting to open his window until somebody gets tweaked or somebody gets hurt. You hope nobody does. And if that's the case, you might get your wish, Jody, and never see Quez again. But, uh, you know, if there's a hamstring injury to somebody else, all of a sudden, he's going to be back in the mix. All right, last thing, and uh, we're going to punch up Martin Frank uh, in just a second. We haven't had Martin on in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to talking to uh, Mr. Frank. Uh, when you get your first opportunity to talk to uh, Coach Sirianni, all right, if you don't want to ask him about Quez Watkins and now the threat of Quez Watkins has somehow been doused. Don't Ooh. have to ask him that. He volunteers it. Okay, that's true. Yeah, he might just jump there. Um, I, I can guarantee he's not going to volunteer any position on uh, how target shopping has gone for any of his Eagle players of late. Uh, story this week that wasn't a big deal, but at least it was a story on how uh, Jalen Carter had an issue doing some shopping at Target where the police needed to get involved. Uh, it ended up being something that they they worked it out and uh, the, he was allowed to leave and the police left as well. But anytime the police are involved with a Philadelphia Eagle player, it's a legitimate story. Will that be broached with Coach Sirianni today? And what do you think his... Uh, well, I hesitate to even talk about it. Was it a story? Who reported this story? Well, I can tell you yesterday, E.J. Smith, in a uh, charitable appearance that Jalen Carter made, attempted to ask Jalen Carter about it. And the Eagle representative who was there stepped in and said, Jalen won't be answering any questions on that. So uh, if you need to have a legitimate journalist. No, I, 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 I'm glad you said that because I didn't know EJ, EJ did bring it up. I, I will. And EJ is a legitimate journalist. He's the first I've seen bring it up. And that's why I was hesitant to, to talk about it. Cause we've been, you know, working behind the scenes when heard the rumors, Kelly Oubre is another example of this. There's a lot of rumors going on around with Kelly and it's more focused because TMZ got a hold of some, you know, they pay for video. Yeah, video. Yep. All that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a little bit more substance to the Kelly Oubre stuff, but there's a lot of rumors out there that are untoward and, you know, go down in a lot of dark directions. And there's no evidence to that to this point. In the case of Jalen, um, there was a, an alleged incident where someone else, not Jalen Carter, was at self-checkout and, and did not scan all the items, which I can relate to. <laughs> and he took the bags and attempted to leave, not paying attention. And again, this is all alleged. And it was stopped. And there was a little words because he's probably, you know, what's going on? Why, why are you attacking me? And then, you know, ultimately, um, he was released. No one charged. So to me, the story stops there. Now, you can ask Jalen Carter. Um, you can ask Nick Sirianni. Well, the Eagles stopped it. But we'll get to see Jalen in the locker room. And, uh, 
you know, the Eagles might try to keep him out, but at some point, um, you know, if BJ wants to ask him the question there, or somebody else wants to ask him the question there, um, you can certainly do it. I can tell you, you're wasting your time with Nick on the podium. We work behind the scenes. So, um, and if there were any police report or any obviously arrest or any angst in that direction, it would be a legitimate story. I don't know if somebody failing to scan at self-checkout is a legitimate story, but you know, some people do, some people don't, but me personally, I'm not going to waste my time with the head coach in a press conference because it's not, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I would say if the police need to be called into uh, the store, then it's a legitimate story. It has ended. As like I said, no actions were taken. It's over and done with. Hopefully there's no revisiting or no repeating of the actions. But I, I do think if that's what's transpired and there's enough uh, report, like I said, I don't think E.J. Smith would attempt to ask a question if his sources didn't tell him at least the police were called to uh, show up at the store. Um, that that makes it a legitimate story. A big story, no. Something that will have lingering effects. You have to hope not, but that's not the case. But I do think if uh, the police are called, that makes it uh, legit, at least in my eyes. If you say, not even going to bother with Sirianni because we know what the answer is going to be and we've gotten our answers behind the scenes off the record. No, well, I I, I should say, and today I'm not even going to bother with Sirianni because we've already done this work behind the scenes and we already have the the sort of indication of which way it's going to go. I'm not saying, well, we're going to take it at, at, at Nick Sirianni's word. I'm just saying it's not it's not it's not valuable to waste particular time, especially on this week. This is the kind of story that, you know, you're only going to now. Sometimes you want to get somebody on the record when there's a legitimate story. Sometimes you want to you know what the answer is going to be, but you want to get somebody on the record. Right. Um, That to me is not the case in this particular story. Look, I mean, Jalen's I don't know. 6'4", 320 pounds, you know, people get spooked at big people. I don't know. Bottom line is self-checkout. Somebody didn't run a banana through self-checkout. I, I, you know, I I realize this history. I realize some people are going to say, oh, you know, and then he's doing a charity and people have said that to me. Well, then he's out doing charity Thanksgiving work. That was scheduled before the incident. It, it was scheduled for a long time. Um, so that there's nothing to that uh, part of it as oh, well. No. I, I give him credit for going out. If if this was something that was actually a potential problem going forward, you, you kind of come up with uh, sniffles and you can't make it to that thing. The fact that he showed up and did it, something that he had already committed to and he stuck to for a good cause, Good on Jalen Carter. I give him props for doing that yesterday. Yeah, and I don't give him props or not. I mean, it was. I'm just pointing out it was scheduled uh, before because a lot of people brought up to me. Well, they're trying to do, you know. Uh, uh, oh, deodorant. Uh, That's what you're saying. They yeah. they had to get him out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even think along those yeah. lines. Well, no. I, I I only bring it up because some people said, "Oh, look what they're doing. They're trying to get him out there. Trying to make him look yeah, good." No, and that, that was scheduled long before the incident, exactly. um, you know, 
people, you know, as I said, if there were a police report, if there were a, an arrest, even even a point where, you know, that the, the worst part of this was that, you know, he probably could have been nicer to the security people from what I was told. Um, and OK, if you want to kill him for that, um, feel free, I guess. No, uh, but I, I just I think it's a, a story of note, not changing the outlook of the Eagles, not changing my outlook on the, the unbelievable rookie season he's had. But uh, if the police are summoned to be involved, I don't think you can just pretend that it didn't happen. All right, he's McMullen on McDonald. That makes it smack and Mac birds 365. I see. Oh, I guess he's got his camera up and running. I was told that Martin Frank was having camera issues, but we're going to see his smiling face and hear his pleasant voice and his insight on the Philadelphia Eagles next here on Birds You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
LES Eagles. Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Just start pounding that like button. Martin Frank is in the house. Come on. That means you have to hit the like button. You have the Delaware News Journal. Mr. Frank, it's been a while. How you been? Yeah, I've been pretty good. Um, you know, just coming off the big bye week, spent most of it learning all the Taylor Swift songs. So I'll be yeah. ready. Yeah. Right? Get ready for the Kelsey's to meet the Swifts uh, out in Kansas City, Martin. That's the big story. Forget about the game. Well, which Kelsey Swift are we talking about? Jason and DeAndre or Travis and I forget her name. <laughs> that would be Taylor in case Taylor. you're wondering. Right. She's kind of a big deal. If, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not as keen on her entire body of work of songs either, but uh, I do know who Taylor Swift is. I, I, I want to reference one of our uh, streamers here. Made a specific point here in the last couple of minutes. I want to ask it of you, Martin Frank. Uh, Bobby Murphy says, hopefully our Eagles can steal a win in Kansas City on Monday night. If the Eagles win on Monday night, will it be stealing a win? Um, That's a good question. I, I would say not necessarily. I mean... You know, if you look at, like, all the stats going into the game, I mean, the Eagles probably have as good a chance as anybody to go into Kansas City and get a win. I mean, like, I was looking at Kansas City's body of work over the last four or five weeks, and, I mean, their offense hasn't been anything special. Um, You don't really see much production from their wide receivers. Even Travis Kelsey himself has kind of struggled the last three or four games. So, you know, I, I by the way, say, that correlates with a certain Swift getting involved in his life. Just saying, just yes, saying, exactly, exactly the Taylor Swift effect. Um, so no, I don't think it'd be a colossal upset. I mean, the Eagles almost should have won maybe the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be stunned out of my mind if the Eagles came out with a win here in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I look at this Kansas City team, and it's strange to say. It, it, in a lot of ways, I think they're similar to Philadelphia because I think a lot of Eagles fans say, you know, all right, the Eagles are 8-1, and one, but where where's the impressive stuff? Where's the style points, Martin? I yeah. feel the same way about Kansas City, and they've been longer. They've been good for a longer period and more successful for a longer period. But I, then I got to admit – I look at this team up and down. I'm not nearly as scared of them as I typically would be just as an observer. I, I got this to me, doesn't look like the same Kansas city team. Is that unfair? Um, no, it's not unfair. I mean, you know, I don't see the great, you know, offense that they had last year. That's for sure. Um, you know, they scored nine points, I think, and lost to Denver. Um, they played Denver again and, you know, barely eked out, you know, win. I think they scored 17 maybe that game. You know, they only scored 21 against Miami. Um, I mean, they haven't been lighting it up at all on offense, especially the last four or five games. So, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they might be a little bit vulnerable. Um, you know, the Eagles are good at, you know, assuming Jalen Hurts is healthy or healthier, um, you know, they could, they could like eat time off the clock with the ball controlled offense, um, keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible. I mean, I could see it being a relatively low scoring game. And if that's the case, I mean, the Eagles are 
have just as good a chance to win that as uh, Kansas City does. So I, I can see it being a pretty close, tight game. I don't think it'll be the shootout uh, that it was last year in the Super Bowl, but um, I think the Eagles would have a pretty good chance to win Monday night. All right. Let me ask you about uh, one of the points you just made. The Eagles could go ball control and try and keep the ball out of the Kansas City offensive hands. Can they? The Eagles' rushing attack last month or so hasn't been great. John and I have a specific opinion on that, that the biggest deterrent is the non-plus-one factor, that Jalen hasn't been running the football, which when you go RPOs and you don't believe that the guy's going to keep it and run with it, you can pay that much more attention to the running back, and I think it has made uh, Mr. Swift, not Taylor, Mr. Swift's uh, uh, life a little bit more difficult. Absolutely. We won't know till we get out there on Monday whether Jalen is a factor in the running game, will we? No, we won't. Um, but, I mean, he'll definitely have to be. I mean, you know, we'll find out pretty soon early in the game if he's if that's a legitimate threat or not. And also I think another factor which will definitely help the running game is, uh, I'm assuming, the return of, of Cam Jurgens at, at right guard. I mean, if you look at the numbers – you know, from when he played the first four games, I think they were averaging 165 yards uh, a game on the ground. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that had to do with Hertz being healthy too. But, you know, those two factors together, I think, you know, will definitely help the Eagles running game. Um, you know, Hertz had, had two weeks pretty much to, you know, rest the knee and everything. I'm not saying it's going to be 100%, but I think it's going to be better than what we saw you know, especially at the end of the first half in the Dallas game when he got hit on, on the knee with uh, DeMarcus Lawrence's uh, helmet and everything. So um, I assume they're going to want to establish, you know, the RPO threat, and I think that's going to be key to their success. And I also think Cam Jurgens returning is going to be pretty key to their success of being able to, you know, have a ball control type of offense, keep Kansas City's offense off the field, and, and hopefully, you know, come out with the win in this case. Uh, okay, Martin, both teams coming off a of bye week. So you don't see that a lot, but we know the history. Uh, it, it Was that your first move when you were getting ready for the bye to text Andy Reid and say, coach, how do I do this? How do, how do, how do I do it? It's exactly. been an amazing success. He was 13 and one here, 13 and one coming off buys. Um, and his lone loss was the last year, which went completely off the rails. So at one point he was 13 and 0. And it's continued in Kansas City. Um, he he lost his first one. I think he's won eight, eight of nine since uh, after the bye. Is it just luck? Is it, it, it what 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 does Andy Reid do that nobody else can do? I don't know. That's that's a great question. I mean, you know, Andy's always been really good at like detailing everything. I remember um when he first got the Eagles job back in 1999, I remember like Jeffrey Lurie saying something like how overwhelmed he was by seeing Andy Reid with all these notebooks of yeah. how practices would go and, you know, who would do what, how, you know, the proper way for an offensive lineman to line up and everything. So, I mean, I'm sure he just uses that extra time and like, you know, really takes a deep dive into the upcoming opponent and then kind of like, you know, looks at, opponents down the road and figures that out because like Andy Reid's also been a great second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so. It's more than just after the body. Yeah. 
I guess he's he's not going to the Bahamas for like a week and a half or anything like that. I mean, he's he's probably like in his office there at the Chiefs facility, like going over film. Maybe he leaves instead of like at two in the morning. Maybe he leaves at eleven at night or something like that and goes home. You know, gets a couple of extra hours here and there of rest, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach for a reason. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. He's known what he's doing for the last, what, 24, 25 years. So, um, you know, I'm sure he'll have a great game plan. I'm sure he'll know everything there is to know about the Eagles and how they run their offense and defense and, you know, best ways to exploit them. I mean, you know, we saw that in the Super Bowl with the fourth quarter touchdowns. He knew exactly you know, the kind of defense, defensive alignment the Eagles would be in. They had, you know, the two guys wide open for, you know, touchdowns from the four and five yard line. So I'm sure he'll have, he'll have a pretty good game plan for Monday night as well. So what you're saying is if his tight end had asked him to accompany him to South America for Taylor's <laughs> tour, Andy would have passed. No, you're, you're, prob- you're probably right about that. Uh, he had uh, prepping to do for the return after the bye. All right. Uh, here's a question that I have, Martin, that I don't know the answer to, so I need your help. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are the least sacked team in the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes has only been sacked 12 times all year long. And we've seen a team, the Washington Commanders, say, oh, yeah, we're just not going to let you sack. We're going to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand so fast that your speed rushers on the outside, as great as they are, just aren't going to be able to get there because we're not going to give you a shot at it. That's been part of what Kenzie's done this year. Improved offensive line play, better tackles than they had last year in the Super Bowl. John said he's not even sure this team is as good as the one that won the Super Bowl last year. I think they're better along the offensive line. That's why Mahomes only has 12 sacks. How did the Eagles combat that? Do they just stick to their Vangio philosophy of, yeah, we're just going to let you dink and dunk us underneath. Go ahead. We'll tackle you. We'll stop you. We'll not let you go uh, big plays against us. Or do you think that uh, because the defensive coordinator has shown the ability to at least try some different things every once in a while, blitzes, bring a linebacker, Nick Morrow, another three-sack game. How will the Eagles put pressure on Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think I think yes to all of that. I mean, whatever they're going to try a bunch of stuff and whatever works, they're going to stick with it. I mean, if if it's a case where like I can see even Hassan Reddick like dropping into coverage if Mahomes is getting mm. the ball out really that quick. will that will not go well with Eagle Nation. No, but they just, hate when that happens. Gotta throw a curveball. Gotta throw a curveball. Like why not have like Hassan Reddick like fake that he's going in, you know, pick up uh, the tight end if he's lined up over over him, and you know try to make a play there. I mean, I would think anything is possible in this case. I mean, the Eagles have had two weeks to prepare too. So, you know, I'm sure Sean Desai um, might come up with a wrinkle here and there to kind of keep uh, Mahomes off balance. I mean, it's hard to keep Mahomes off balance because he's seen pretty much everything, but uh, you know. Now there's a mentality, and you know this, Martin, around the Eagles uh, fan base that the Eagles were the better team. By the way, I agree with that in Super Bowl 57. And they were outcoached by Andy and Steve and Eric Bieniemy at the time. Um, that's sort of the narrative. Um, you mentioned the two blown coverages. You know, NFL films, as they always do, had the great mic'd up of Patrick Mahomes. Um, it, 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 
Chiefs weren't even on, on the in the right formation for the Sky Moore touchdown. <laughs> he was adept on his feet to say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna make this work," and he changed the play on the field. Um, got everybody on the same page in that limited amount of time, and it worked out for the Chiefs. My maintain is they got beat by a Hall of Fame quarterback making uh, on-field just brilliant sort of pivot in, in a high-leverage situation. Um, is it overstated that Andy Reid, we know how Nick Sirianni feels about when when the other coach gets off, whether it's Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, you know, he takes that to heart. Um you think he's a little bit more fired up for this game because he wants to prove he can beat the great coaching staff of Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo, now would be Matt Nagy instead of Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> uh, you know, Nick's a prideful guy. What, like the stats are out since like the start of the 2022 season. He's got the best record of any coach in the NFL and since 21, maybe I think Andy Reid's the only one with a higher percentage. I mean, Nick all knows all those, uh, knows all those stats. I'm sure he wants to establish himself as like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm the best young coach in the NFL. I can beat Andy Reid. I mean, I'm sure that, that plays into it. Nick's a prideful guy. I mean, we've seen that, uh, you know, whether it's the beat Dallas shirt, two years ago they kind of like didn't work out or whatever but you know him going into the stands after they beat the Colts you know to kind of get back at them firing Frank Reich you know we've, <laughs> we've seen like Nick Sirianni yeah. has but yeah he knows he's going again up against Andy Reid a Hall of Fame coach and you know Reid kind of got the best of him in the Super Bowl and you know Sirianni wants to say that hey we're right there too and we can beat you guys just as much as you guys can beat us so what do you think Sirianni's message is this week? And it'll be multifaceted. I just saw a clip uh, from Jason Kelsey talking about he thinks Nick Sirianni, who played for Andy Reid and Doug Peterson and Chip Kelly, he said that he thinks Sirianni is the best individual personal relationship coach that he's ever played with, that he works the rooms and he knows how to prep guys and he knows how to run a meeting. And that's a main reason for his success. What's his main message going to be? It'll be many things, but one has to be top above all others. What do you think he taps into? Revenge, Andy Reid, uh, Mahomes and uh, Jalen doing battle for the MVP. There's a lot of different ways you can play that this week. Yeah. The create the underdog. They're the actual underdog by two and a half points. How, yeah. how do you think, what's the main motivational chord that Nick Sirianni is going to hit this week? Well, I think he also, he kind of has to be a little bit careful not making this game bigger than it is. Um, you, often hear the, you often hear the addicts like, you know, if you lose this game, don't lose it twice. You know what I mean? Like if you gear up and make this game everything, and then you fall short. Well, you still have Buffalo on a short week, you know, on Sunday back home. And then the week after that, you have San Francisco in an NFC championship game rematch. And then the week after that, you've got the Dallas Cowboys down in Dallas, who obviously want revenge after the way they lost the last game. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's you can't make this whole game the season. I mean, yes, you want to win. Obviously, it's a big statement if you knock off the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs and everything like that. But, you know, I would think Sirianni's message would be along the lines of, you know, we're going to do what we can to win this game. It's it's a big game for us, but it's not the game for us. We've got bigger goals ahead of us. Um, obviously, they want to get back to the Super Bowl, and they're in pretty good position to do so. But that's as long as they take care of their biz- business the next five weeks with the schedule they have coming up. I mean, if they're if they if they go into Kansas City, put it all out on the line, and, and come up <laughs> short, and now they're they're beat again when they play Buffalo. Well, now they got a two game losing streak, and you know maybe Dallas or Detroit or somebody is in first place in the NFC now, and the Eagles have some work to do in order to catch up. So. You know, I, I think Sirianni's message is kind of like along those lines, like let's not make this bigger than it is. I mean, yes, we're just as good as they are. We can beat them in Kansas City, but, you know, it's not the end of the world if we don't. We've got bigger things ahead of us, and let's focus on that. If you had, um, and maybe you do, but if you have sodium pentothal, is it pentothal or pen, uh, I forget. But anyway, uh, if you had any true serum, Martin Frank, and you were able to give it to Nick Sirianni, would he say Dallas before the bye was a bigger game than Kansas City after the bye? Because he was pretty psyched up after beating the Dallas Cowboys. And we all know if you're going to lose a game, and and you'd rather lose it to an AFC team than somebody in your division, they want to win them all. They want to get that number one seed. But if you had that true serum, what would Nick say? Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Dallas game is obviously bigger. Um, Their one loss this season, I mean, it was an awful loss. Yeah. Obviously. Um, AFC team, at least. AFC team, they're still undefeated in the NFC. And they're still going to be undefeated in the NFC after Monday night, whether they win or lose to Kansas City. And that that's one of the tiebreakers, like the best overall conference record. So, yeah, you and you want to win the division, obviously. And Dallas is your closest uh, challenger, I guess. If they had lost to the Cowboys, you know, we'd be sitting here, what, tied, right? First place? Yeah. 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 So, and Dallas would have the tiebreaker. Yeah. So, I mean, that game was huge. I mean, beyond huge. And, you know, when they go back to Dallas in a couple of weeks, that's going to be huge, too. I mean, Yes, they could lose to Kansas City, and yes, they could lose to Buffalo, but they're still undefeated in the NFC. So then they got to come back and find a way to beat, you know, San Francisco and then Dallas, then Seattle, and well, then last three games of the Giants twice in Arizona. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Sirianni would love to win this game, but I think beating Dallas was a bigger win for the Eagles. Beware, Jonathan Gannon. Uh, Kyler Murray back, Kyler Murray last week. It's not the layup that we might have thought it was prior to, but we got a long way to go. We'll put that put that aside for a second. Um, Martin Frank, give me a zero to ten evaluation. Zero being what me worry about? Are you kidding me? Worry? Why would I worry about this? Ten being yeah, when I'm done with you guys, I have to go into the bathroom because I'm so worried I soiled myself. Uh, where on the scale? Where on the scale of zero to ten are you with Bradley Roby being the savior at slot corner for the Philadelphia Eagles? What's your 
worried level of people putting too much stock in Bradley Roby, who's played all of 55 snaps and is supposed to come in and wave his veteran magic wand and all will be well in the slot for the Eagles. So if I say 10, that means that I'm really worried and I have, and I'm about to wet myself. Yes. All right. I won't say 10. <laughs> um, Zero is you laugh at me. You, you mock me for even asking the question. You're so sure that Bradley Roby is going to shut down whoever Kansas City puts in the slot on, on Monday night. I would go with maybe a five. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I think he's better than what they have. I mean, you know, I'm not that impressed with Sidney Brown. I mean, Eli Ricks has done a good job, but, you know, if you're in the slot and you're, you got like Travis Kelsey coming around and stuff like that, I don't think that's a great outcome. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Bradley Roby will definitely help. I don't think he'll play a whole game because he hasn't played a whole game all year long. So, I still think we're going to see a combination of the three of those guys, Roby Brown and, and uh, Eli Ricks. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think by the end of the game, we should have a pretty good idea of exactly how Bradley Roby's doing. Uh, if he's in there, that means he's doing well. If he's not, that means, you know, he's not. So, you know, they're right back where they started, if that's the case. Um, but I think he's definitely going to help. I think he can, he can provide them some, uh, pretty good snaps there at nickel and, and uh, you know, just the veteran presence, I think will help a lot too. Um, when lose or draw um, uh, in this particular game, um, and there's a lot of football to be played after it, but if somebody has a signature performance on a Monday night standalone game between Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, they just might win the MVP if they continue. Um, Jalen Hurts has won, and this is from ESPN Stats and Info, has won 12 consecutive regular season starts against teams with winning records. That is the best mark since 1950. 1950. Um now, Peyton Manning tied it, the most uh, consistent quarterback of all time, a regular season quarterback. If yeah. he if he does it, if he beats Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, it's his record alone from 1950. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, are, it, it, why why is it that people there there are certain people, not everyone, but certain people who don't put wow. Jalen Hurts on the Mahomes level, the Lamar Jackson level, whomever, whatever quarterback you want to throw in it. Is it just because he does it in a different way? Because this guy just wins football games. It's pretty astonishing, Martin. Yeah, I mean, it is astonishing. Like, and not only that, he's, what, 25-2 and two in his last 27 yeah. regular season starts. I think 20, yeah, 25, kind of lose track sometimes. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's astounding just some of the things he's doing. And you know, not all those games are are, are great or pretty, um, no. but he finds a way to win. Like, you know, if it takes like sneaking on third and one, fourth and one, you know, with the touch push to get a first down, I mean, he's doing that, and that keeps drives going. Like, you go back to the Miami game, uh, in the fourth quarter, they were up by a touchdown. They had fourth and one from their 26, 
Eagles go for it. Who else does that? You know, Brandon Eagles Staley, but that's it. And that yeah, high school, yeah, but the, the Eagles actually convert yeah. and get the first down. The Chargers uh-huh. don't. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's that's my point. Like typically, every team punts there. Miami has a chance to tie the game, and maybe they do because they have mm. great offense with Tua and everything. But the Eagles get the first down, so they keep the drive going. And then they face another fourth and one from the 37, I believe. They go for it there, too, and they get that first down. They end up scoring a touchdown, and all of a sudden they're up by two touchdowns, um, and the game's over. I mean, it wasn't anything beautiful that Hurts did. I mean, he converted two fourth and ones with his, you know, tush-push sneak and everything. But, I mean, that kept the drive going, and that's how they won that game. Um, There's so many examples like that, like through the years and everything, that you know, you just find a way to win, and, and certain people are wired that way, and, and that's, you know, that's that's the magic of Jalen Hurts. I mean, it doesn't have to be pretty. Um, we saw some games where he's run the ball for over 100 yards but only thrown for, like, 150 passing, and, and they still win. And we've seen other games, like, recently where he can't really run, but he throws for 300 yards, and they find a way to win. So, you know, it's kind of like whatever it takes, he finds a way to do it, and there's – Definitely something to be said for that. Um, Agreed. I don't think you that at all. But let me ask you this, Martin. Who played better in the Super Bowl <laughs> last year? Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes? I think Jalen Hurts did. So do I. Who is the MVP? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Because okay, so the outcome of the game this Monday night will determine who the favorite is in the MVP going forward. Even yeah, if I- Mahomes puts up better numbers than Jalen does on Monday night, if the Eagles win the game, I'm telling you Jalen's going to jump him and be the lead candidate as per the betting markets for the MVP. They do – those who say winning is not a quarterback stat, bullshit. <clears throat> ask, ask the wagers. Ask those who will be betting for the MVP. I yeah. guarantee you whoever wins this game on Monday night is the favorite on Tuesday morning in the MVP race. Yeah, and, and I would also add that, like, you know, maybe not in all cases winning isn't, like – total stat for a quarterback but like when you look at 25 and 2 when you look at 12 straight yeah wins, when you have the outlier that's where i generally agree with it's not a, a actually a, a stat a quarterback stat until you get to the outliers like the peyton yeah. manning numbers the jalen Hurst numbers now then it's like all right something's going on here this this like is the, the 25 and 2 thing i think the other quarterbacks are like brady Manning, um, Joe Montana. Yeah, there were we're at four. I think Jim McMahon is one of them. I think um, Jim McMahon is the other one. I mean, I don't think anybody would consider him a great quarterback. And obviously, he was on some of the best defense yeah. teams in NFL history, so he didn't have to do much. But like the other three guys, I mean, Brady, Montana. Um, Brett, yeah, Brady, Manning, Montana, maybe the three most consistent quarterbacks of all time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jim McMahon as the outlier who was on a team. It was a very good player when healthy, but he yeah. was on a team with maybe the greatest defense of all time. I would argue the greatest defense and, of all and, time. And, and oh, yeah. by the way, a damn good running back that he could just yeah. turn yeah. the ball and give it a sweetness and watch him <laughs> move it down the field. He too. was a good player though. I think people forget he was a very good player when he was healthy, which was not. Uh, right. But you just gave us the four names, John. Which doesn't belong in one? No, I Brady, agree. Manning, Montana, Jim McMahon. Who doesn't belong out of that? Well, it's- well, but some people would say Hertz doesn't belong as well, and I would argue he doesn't have 
Jim McMahon's defense. He doesn't have the Hall of Fame running back. So I would, yeah, that that was kind of my point. Not that Jim belongs with with those three. No. All right, uh, Martin, uh, know full well when you answer this question, we're going to read into it. Now, we give you certainly permission to change your mind between now and Monday. And everyone should read Martin in the News Journal with his preview stuff before the ball kicks off on Monday night. The Eagles will win the game because blank, fill in the blank aspect of the game, an individual player, a matchup you like, or... The Eagles cannot get over that Kansas City hump. And once again, Andy Reid has gotten the better of Nick Sirianni because fill in the blank. Which blank do you choose to fill in and please do so? I'll fill in the first blank because I think they're going to hold the ball for like 36, 37 minutes. They're going to keep Kansas City's offense off the field and they're going to do just enough to win the game. Um, That's kind of what I'm going with. I kind of, I've, I did uh, like last week uh, or earlier in the week, a second half preview and, and I went game by game and stuff. And I predicted, predicted this game to be a victory for the Eagles. And uh, how many got, how many wins you get to Martin? Uh, 14, 14. Yeah. All right. Pretty damn game, good. Same yeah. as last year. Yeah. Last game against the giants I have is a loss because nobody's going to rest in everybody. Yeah. I still think they beat Tommy DeBito, but we'll see. Tyrod Taylor might be back, but yeah. or, or they they could sign Joe Flacco by then. You never you never know. Yeah, good you never know. be that quarterback for the that could be the Tanner McKee game. Yeah, Tanner yeah. Mac. I want to see Tanner Mac. The unstoppable uh, Tanner McKee. Uh, oh, you think he's following the Nate Sudfeld's footsteps? He's going to become unstoppable. You never know. That's tough. To, As you know, per Jeffrey I think Lord. Nate, the in the game that. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie called Nate Sudfeld unstoppable. I believe he was like 22 or 25, something. He set a, a, a single game completion percentage record for about 140 yards. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't break a buck 50, did he, with those 22 or 25? How many points did Eagles score that? No, yeah, yeah. They were, not, they were not pushing the football down the field, as they say. Um, but, it, but, uh, but they were unstoppable when it comes to completion percentage. Uh, Martin, great stuff. You know, uh, we always appreciate it when you <clears> jump <throat> in with us. Thank you very much for doing it today. Uh, enjoy the trip out to Casey. All right. Yeah, at M. Frank NFL on X uh, and read Martin at uh, uh, Delaware News Journal, DelawareOnline.com. Thanks. Martin, thank you. That's Martin Frank from the Delaware News Journal here with us on Birds 365. All right, come back. Got a couple more things I want to invite one by Johnny Mac. And then uh, about 20 minutes from now, we're going to have uh, Farzin Vasujian, podcast host in Kansas City, host the popular podcast Chief Zone. We had Farzin on last week, the week of the Super Bowl, did a nice job with us. So we certainly wanted to have Yeah, him I'm going to give you Farzin's name, the last name. I'll, I'll do Noah Tungiai and. Um... I'm Albert pretty Ak- sure it's Vasugian. Yeah. But it could be Vasugian. Well, you know what? Easiest way. Friggin' ask him when he comes on. Yeah. Farzan, do us a favor. Pronounce your last name for yeah. us. We will do that. But, and I'll still uh, get it wrong after he pronounces it. I've had him on my radio show a couple of times. Does a nice job breaking down the Chiefs. He'll do that for us coming up in about 20 minutes. You got the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. <clears throat> Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. 
go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got Mega Mac. John McMullen and Jody McDonald here with you on Birds 365. Thank Martin Frank for jumping in. Um, I kind of figured Martin was going to go down the optimistic road and uh, give you a reason to predict the Eagles are going to win, which I think they have an outstanding chance. I'm not even ready to make a pick on the game. So if I ask anybody ahead of time, that's why I would say, hey, 
you got to check back with what their opinion is on Monday because a lot of stuff can go down between now and Monday. Johnny Mac may be here tomorrow with me on Birds 365 breaking a story of something that happens in practice, a surprise one way or the other. So it's these teams are too closely matched to be making predictions ahead of time with the, the possibility of certain things changing between now and then. Here's what I don't know about come Monday, John. Because Martin said uh, the reason he's picking the Eagles is he thinks the Eagles will control the game, control the clock, 36 minutes, which means that's only 24 minutes of uh, possession time for the Kansas City Chiefs, that the Eagles are going to be able to do that with slow, methodical drives that end in touchdowns, not field goals, and that they're going to be able to run the football. Well, uh, yesterday, WIP had a birds at the bye day. Just Eagles, 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 Eagles from 6 o'clock in the morning straight through till night. And I listened to a bunch of it. And there was a lot of angst about the Eagles running game. They're down from last year. They were 4.6 yards per run last year. They're only at four this year. Uh, Swift had two phenomenal games. And then he's had a whole bunch of mediocre games. Jalen Hurts' rushing numbers are down. I was surprised that they were actually getting on Howie's case and saying he should have went out and got a Bijan Robinson's name came up again. Oh my really? God. Come on. Really? Are you going there with oh. Bijan Robinson? Yeah, they oh, did. I guess because Jalen Carter almost got arrested, you know, yeah. to start that route. Uh, uh, I wasn't going there and I just rolled my eyes when I heard that. Questioning the Eagles offensive line that it's fallen apart because Cam Jurgens missed a handful of games. Really? The Eagles offensive line all of a sudden in good. This is one way you, I know you and I just flat out line up. It's Jalen. Yeah. Jalen is, is not a is factor Jaylen. in the run I'm, game. I'm it's, surprised a lot of people don't line up with that, to be honest, more at least. I you think know, it's obvious. I think it's pretty obvious too. Um, you know, our buddy Paul Domowitz, who we'll have on tomorrow, had mentioned, you know, it had more to do with Cam Jurgens being out than Jalen. And, and maybe, you know, maybe Cam is that good. I think it's got more to do with Jalen. Um, now, I think they'll be improved with Cam Jurgens in there. I think he's a better player than um, Sue Petter or Tyler Steen. So that part of it's sort of baked in, but. Yeah, I mean, I boy, look at Miles Sanders and what he's doing in Carolina. Look yeah, at what he example. did last year. That's the best example to prove what what a running back can get if he's got Jalen Hurts uh, running. And an and, and not only look at DeAndre Swift this year versus last year in Detroit or or in the pre. He's he's we're at game number not. They played nine games. He didn't play the first game. He got whatever one touch. So it's right. really eight games. He's, I think he's four yards behind his career high in rushing yards in eight games. Um, and that's with all the struggles uh, baked in as well when Jalen got injured. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a fine player, DeAndre Swift. He's a good player, above average player. But I think there's some people who think he's a superstar and those people – Blame it on the offensive line. Um, there's the people that think Rashad Penny should be playing for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But it's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. It really is.
And that's, you and I agree on it. And the problem is neither one of us have a solution or neither one of us can look into a crystal ball and say, well, but it's going to get better. We we assume that Jalen's knee will be better with 14 days off. Um, how much of a difference is that going to make? I'm not sure. Uh, because I think the first couple of weeks of the season when uh, Swift was going nuts week two, week three, Jalen was still a legit threat. But even in those games when Swift was doing what he was doing, Jalen wasn't breaking off any 20-yard runs. Several times this year when he's had the chance, Jalen's got into a slide. How many times did Jalen slide last year? He didn't. He was always looking to get every last yard out of every last play. And I understand there's risk involved with that. And I believe that the Eagles in conjunction with Jalen told him, listen, we can't take as many chances as we did last year. We need you to be a little bit more cautious when you break off and make plays, which big picture is probably the right thing and the smart thing to do. Small picture, trying to win games individually as you go you see the residual effect it has on the running game, that if the other team is not going to respect Jalen taking off and making 20 to 25 with his legs, it's just going to be that much harder on the running back. Yeah. I mean, to me, and I've said it from the start, it's not about, you know, effectiveness because you're right. The Eagles weren't very effective uh, with the quarterback running game, at least compared to where they were previously. And Jalen seems to have, scaled it back a little bit for, to try to protect himself. The Eagles are probably, um, you know, on board with that kind of sediment as well. But the threat was still there. It, that, to me, it's about the threat. That's that. It, it's not about whether it works or not. It's about whether you have to prepare for it as a defense and you have to be concerned for it. And, you know, I always say you manipulate the spacing and kind of a basketball thought process where you know maybe a guy's just one spot uh, one step away from where he should be when he's regularly trying to um fill a run gap in a traditional running game uh offense um it's different and um i think people are seeing it's different because when you don't have that threat um it's it makes it more difficult, and it, 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 it's it's not just Jalen Hurts. The same thing happens with Baltimore. They got another back. I don't even know his name. Comes out of nowhere, looks like a world beater. You really think he's a world beater, or people are concerned about Lamar and the plus one in the running game? They they keep getting backs. They have injuries and if you're injuries, and the next guy comes in and looks like he's, you know, Jim Brown. He's not. Um, it's Lamar. In Chicago, as bad as they are, um, when Justin Fields is in the game, Khalil Herbert, when he's healthy, looks like, you know, a great running back. He's not. Um, even Josh Dobbs, you know, people are finding out Minnesota couldn't run the ball at all. And all of a sudden, Josh Dobbs is there, and now they're getting some some space. Um yeah, it, it, it's it's obvious to me. I don't know. It is, and you know who uh, Keaton Mitchell is the kid you're talking about. Who is an, oh, he a, looks like a world beater, Jody. He has been very good the last couple of weeks. You know who told me about him? 
Vinny Serrato. I had Vinny on prior to the season to do my Ravens preview on CBS Sports Radio, and he said, it's Kid Mitchell every single day making a play at camp, Jody. Keep your eye out for Keaton Mitchell. I'm going, who is he? What team did he play for? What? I didn't recognize him from college, and sure enough, he didn't play much for the first seven or eight games, but boom, you're right. Have an injury, plug him in. All of a sudden, he's making uh, huge plays for Baltimore. Uh, yeah, Benny told me about him. Benny, Benny's got that, that good scout's eye. All right, uh, one other question I do want to get in before we punch up our buddy, Farzin Vesugian, and we'll get him to pronounce his last name for us. Um, we're going to make Farzin, if you're listening, Farzin, in the green room, no, you are. Check that 10-day forecast because at least mine said no, the select field. The rain field. Saturday and Sunday. Stopping by game time. Should not be raining when they're actually playing the game. But uh, is Kansas City even going to put a turf down? Do they want to just let the field get soaked so that it is like the Super Bowl so the Eagles speed rush can't get there? No. I have never complained about that. I will not start today. I didn't think you were, but I have heard, believe me, I've heard a lot of it uh, since the Super Bowl last year. But it's not going to be a fast track. Eagle fans, if you're rooting for a fast track, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. I don't think it's going to be a slop fest either, but I don't think it's going to be a fast track. So that's just one of several things we're going to put to Barzin Basudian from uh, the Chief Zone podcast. He's going to join us next here on Birds 365. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, 
Then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Streaming in the Iron Birds 365. We got the big game coming up against the Chiefs on Monday night. Here to give us a Kansas City perspective from the Chiefs Zone podcast is our next guest, who's going to pronounce his own name for us so we don't mm. watch it when we uh, uh, say hello to him. Farzin, Farzin, Soft G, Hard G, Vesugian, Vesugian. How are we doing this? Farzin, Vesugian. Nice. Vesugian. All right. Hard G and Farzine. Thank you very much for hopping in, Farzine. Absolutely. Um, here's where I want to go first with you, and I bet you didn't expect this question because I follow you on Twitter. You're also associated with uh, SeatGeek. How yes. many Eagle fans have gotten tickets for this game? We like to brag here in Philadelphia that we're one of the best traveling fan bases on the planet, but Kansas City is a damn good home field advantage. They don't give their tickets up easily. Uh, following your seat geek uh, info, how how green can this crowd get on Sunday at Arrowhead? Yeah, I can't say I'm uh, I'm too familiar with the um, w- w- with those uh, insights there, but I, I will say this: uh, I was at Arrowhead for the uh, season opener against the Detroit Lions, and uh, there was a there was a lot of blue there. Uh, and I know there's been a lot of hype uh, surrounding the Detroit Lions this year. So uh, obviously, the Eagles, you know, much better football team. Although I think Detroit's not too far this season uh i mean they're up there as one of the best uh but uh i i think you know given how good the season uh the eagles are having best record in the nfl right now i think uh you can definitely expect some uh some green in the cray you're gonna see some uh some christmas colors in the uh, in the stands yeah green and red a lot of red though yeah uh there's gonna be more red it's not gonna be a takeover situation can't do that in kansas city those detroit fans barzine are are they're underrated man we uh, i went there last year they were they were fired up to play the eagles they've been so desperate for a winner i guess they're pretty psyched up but uh and they have a very good team but Obviously, uh, rematch of Super Bowl 57, we'll focus it on that. You know, I think these two teams are unique because they're in similar situations. They're both number one in the conference again. Um, And I think both fan bases, I know the Eagles fan base, they're like, oh, the Eagles are eight and one, but, and they want the style points. Are the Chiefs getting that in Kansas City? They're seven and two, but they don't look like the Chiefs normally look. Are they getting that? No, no, not no. At all. Wow. It's, 
It's been a it's been a big topic of conversation. I think you know, and for anyone who saw the Week One game against Detroit, um, it was it was not pretty on offense. Um, and you know, it had nothing to do with Travis Kelsey being unavailable for that game. Just drop passes. One of them, uh, hey, Kadarius Tony, still dropping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for a pick six. Um, and it's not just him. I mean, every week it's someone else. I mean, it's a wide receiver that's dropping or fumbling on offense or on special teams. And it's kind of frustrating. It's been very tough to watch this season. Um, because Kansas City's done a really good job of moving the football on offense, but red zone offense has not been very good this year. And in certain situations, especially crucial late in game situations, those drops have uh, definitely been drive killers for Kansas City. And uh, that's forced them to kind of, uh, be backed up against the wall and uh, do some things that they don't expect to do normally in those situations. Um, I, I think the, the, the thing that, you know, a lot of, cause I was looking at the uh, MVP race recently and Patrick Mahomes is still up there and a lot of these betting favorites. Um, sure. Some of that might be projection and whatnot, but uh, you know, I, I'll say this in 2021, the chiefs offense got off to a very slow start and they, they, they were far worse that year. They started three and four and some people out there did write them off. And if you look at, so, and I was actually studying some of the game film recently from that year, you're kind of seeing some of the similar issues today uh, where Patrick Mahomes has some wide open players and is not getting the ball to them. He's been missing some guys wide open, not getting the ball to them. And uh, I, I think if he trusts those receivers a little bit more, um, you'll start seeing a more dynamic offense. It's not going to be like, you know, having Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, that kind of style of offense, but enough to be able to move the ball and uh, start scoring more points because that's definitely been an issue for the Chiefs this year. Farzine, John and I were just talking about this, that the Eagles running game hasn't been as good this year as it was last year. And we agree that the main reason is Jalen Hurts is just not a running factor. He's either been dictated to by the organization. Listen, you're a $250 million guy. You can't be putting yourself at risk. Or the last three or four weeks, he's had a legit uh, knee injury that he's been dealing with. But uh, his inability or uh, the team's decision to not have him part of the running game has hurt everybody else. Patrick Mahomes is one of the better under the radar make a play with his legs quarterbacks in the league made a pretty big one in the biggest game of the year last year at the end of the season too, by the way, if I don't think Eagle fans have forgotten that, am I overstating that or could that be a factor in this Monday night game that Patrick Mahomes, if the Eagle rush comes flying in and he steps up and the field is open, do you think he'll take off and can he make a 20 plus uh, yard play with his legs? Yeah, he's certainly got a chance. I know Andy Reid, the way he designed some of these schemes here, uh, he'll try to put Patrick Mahomes in situations where, you know, there's always a plan and what to do, uh, who to get the ball to. But if that plan's not there, go to plan B, go to plan C, look at your second, third reads, whatever. Uh, But if those are not there either, and if there is a wide open lane, yeah, you got to take it. And Patrick Mahomes is certainly capable of uh, getting those uh, big plays there. You did mention uh, what he did in the Super Bowl uh, late in the game. Uh, to try to help the Chiefs get closer to the end zone and eventually got that game-winning field goal. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's more of a, you know, plan, one of the lower-tier plans, um, because the Chiefs' offense, they want to get the passing game going, uh, you know, try to eliminate the drops, try to get into the end zone more, because they haven't been doing a lot of that. The defense has been really the MVP the uh, the first nine games for the Chiefs. And look, uh, I, I know a lot of people try to use that against uh, Patrick Mahomes' case and all, which I understand. I mean, he's not having a superb season, but... Uh, Patrick Mahomes has carried this defense for so many years. His first year starting, 
the defense was ranked uh, 31st in the NFL, and they were essentially an offsides away from a Super Bowl, uh, as I'm sure a lot of people remember. So, um, you know, now it's the other way around. But Patrick Mahomes, uh, after the Chiefs beat the Dolphins in Germany, he did an interview with Peter King, I believe it was. Um, and uh, he said that, you know, hey, promise you, we're going to get this offense going. We're going to get it fixed. Our defense is playing well. They've been playing lights out. And uh, we got to start matching that level of play. And uh, we'll get that taken care of. And I think, you know, going back to two years ago, when I mentioned the slow starts and the struggles that year, they eventually got going. They eventually got going. And so uh, do you have Tyree Kill, Juju Smith-Schuster? No, those guys are gone, obviously. But at the end of the day, uh, Patrick Williams is just not a guy you can ever count out. And, um, you know, Andy Reid as your head coach, Travis Kelsey, of course, doing his thing. Uh, you can definitely expect the, the offense to start to improve in the second half of the season. Yeah, you mentioned a, a little bit there, Barzine, that the shift in sort of mentality. Anytime you think about Andy Reid, and certainly since Patrick has gotten there, those two teamed up, you think offense and you think how great that Kansas City offense has been. And this year it's been the defense that's been the better of the two groups. And in the past, it's been, all right, if Spags can get to third down, third and long, he's going to, you know, unfurl some unique stuff and make it really difficult. They would tend to get better in the second half of the season. They're just flat out good on defense this year. Everything. Uh, what what has changed for the Chiefs? Where why what how, Why have they turned the corner on that side of the football? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. I think the secondary has really been impressive. Um, you look at some of the young guys they drafted last year, and I'll say this right now, going into last year, that was a big concern of mine because the Chiefs had very little veteran experience at that cornerback position. Guys they drafted last year, such as Jalen Watson, uh, Nazee Johnson, who unfortunately uh, unable to play this year due to injury, Josh Williams, their first-round pick, Trent McDuffie, who's been playing very good football this year. These are not guys who thrive statistically, um, but they're really doing under the radar type of things in that secondary to kind of shut it down. Um, the, the, the way that this secondary has played, especially at the quarterback position and then the safeties, uh, Justin Reed, who I think is an underrated safety, very underappreciated, even here in Kansas city, I would argue, uh, he's been playing very good cover football. Uh, and I think that's been very important, especially in this past heavy league teams love to, to pass the football far more than they did 15, 20 years ago. So you start seeing that more, uh, more often. And the chiefs are just not allowing a lot of that. I think the, the most telling game so far this year, outside of that Miami dolphins game would have to be the chargers game where uh, the chargers did score 17 points in the first half and then scored nothing in the second half. Yeah. The chargers got into the red zone, but they were able to come through with, um, with a red zone tur- turnover and didn't let the chargers get, close to the end zone ever again the rest of the game and Kansas City was able to get one score in the second half which you know we talked about the inconsistencies on offense it's all they needed to try to uh, put the game away so that defense that secondary has been great uh Legereus need uh, has yet to allow a touchdown this year uh Trent McDuffie I mentioned he leads the uh, NFL among all defensive backs and forced fumbles uh the one he had two weeks ago got a lot of attention because it was against Tyree Kill uh, his first game against the Chiefs uh, since being traded. And then um, the, the defensive front, Chris Jones. Uh, I, I mean, I don't need to get into it. Everyone knows about Chris Jones and what he's doing. George Karloftis making that second-year leap. He's been very good. The surprise on that defense would have to be Mike Dana um, at the defensive end opposite of Karloftis. Uh, he did a good job filling in for Charles Aminahu during his six-game suspension. And the linebackers, Drew Tranquil, coming in from uh, from the Chargers. Uh, he's been uh, a very pleasant surprise. I, I, I shouldn't say uh, a surprise, but he certainly stepped up in Nick Bolton's absence, uh, which a lot of people were concerned about. Um, sure. This defense has just been great all over, which has been uh, fun to watch for Chiefs fans this year. 
Uh, one of the categories that the Chiefs lead the league in in offense, and it's not all that many this year, which is kind of puzzling to say with Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback, but it's the truth, is they're the least sacked team in the NFL. Mahomes has only been sacked 12 times this year. Who gets credit for that? The offensive line, Mahomes, Andy Reid and or Matt Nagy in his system, to only be sacked 12 times in nine games, they're doing something right. What is it? You, you know, the Chiefs do have a good interior offensive line. Their offensive tackles, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're um they they, they have been great. Uh statistical, I saw a stat out, out there, um, and I don't know where it came from, but I just saw a screenshot of it where uh the offensive tackles have a win uh a blocking percentage of 90% or above, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, Jawan Taylor. I know he, he's got a lot of attention early this year because of the way he lined up and whatnot. Um, but he seems to have figured it out, even though he's doing the same thing, he's not getting penalized for it anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's, he's had a good, uh, win uh, blocking percentage there. Um, Donovan Smith, the newcomer filling in for Orlando Brown, who's now with Cincinnati chiefs, let him walk because Orlando Brown led the NFL in QB pressures allowed last year, which still, you know, Mahomes found a way to, to uh, avoid getting sacked so much. Um, and I think, you know, uh, to, to answer your question, I think some of that is really on Mahomes. He has really great awareness, uh, almost like, you know, obviously no one has eyes in the back of their heads, but Patrick Mahomes might have eyes in the back of his heads because whenever he fields a, a defender coming around and being an offensive tackle, he seems to just have that feel and is really aware of where people are at, at certain times and knows when to run uh, out of the pocket. I know some people bring that up uh, as a case against him, but, um, you know, better to get out, escape the pocket oh, and yeah. try to ten plays. Um, and he's been able to do to, to do that sometimes whenever offensive tackles get beat. It's actually been a story here, Barzine in Philadelphia as well, but the turnovers, typically when you're a very good team, um, you have a good turnover ratio. The Eagles are underwater. Um, the Chiefs are even farther underwater at minus four on the season. Um Typically, as I said, that's not the case for winning teams. Uh, have the Chiefs been able to overcome that? And are, is Andy really focused in on on turning that around in the second half? Yeah, I mean, to, to answer your second question, you have to. I mean, if you're a coach, that's definitely something you got to address. Um, and unfortunately, the Chiefs, um, and not just turnovers, too, uh, the drops, and I know we alluded to that already, um, those two things together uh, are just not good. So to, at, at the very least, e even have the number one seed for now in the AFC, I mean, you got to feel pretty fortunate because turnovers and drops, um, that is a bad marriage. <laughs> very bad marriage, to say the least. Um, but how do they survive? I, I, you know, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that defense really has carried the Chiefs, especially in the second half of games this year. Um, the inconsistencies with the offense has been very frustrating because that's not something we're used to. Uh, when you have Andy Reid as your offensive guru and you have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, a very good interior offensive line, um, the wide receivers were still kind of waiting for someone to have that breakout game. Um, uh, Sky Moore, you know, I, I think the uh, window of opportunity for him is closing. Uh, he has not really made the most of his opportunities. Um, uh, I, I think uh, Rasheed Rice has really picked it up, but even then he's had his uh, struggles with drops and, uh, and uh, route running. Uh, Justin Ross, uh, you know, even when he got an opportunity, he was dropping passes. And right now he's dealing with a legal matter. He's on the commissioner's exempt list. So we're not going to see him uh, anytime soon. So, um, 
the Chiefs are still kind of waiting uh, for, for that offense to pick up. And, um, you know, I, at the end of the day, I'll stick to what I said. I think if, if you have uh, those guys, Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed, you trust that at some point they're going to pick this up, especially with the playoff race heating up right now. All right. Uh, it's become a pretty big story here in Philadelphia. It's become a pretty big story nationally. How big a story is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift in Kansas City? How is it playing there as compared to everywhere else? Because it is as big a story as it is. Is it all positive in Kansas City? Are some people questioning him going to South America on his bye week to go hang in the concert and her rewriting the words to her song to include <laughs> her new boyfriend in it? How big a story in KC is it? Uh, it's, it's a huge deal. Um, uh, I, I don't, for any baseball fans, I remember, uh, when the Royals, I, the Royals are historically a, a bad team, but I remember in 2014, um, or 2015, excuse me, Eric Hosmer, the uh, former Royals first baseman, um, he started dating a uh, model who was previously engaged to Aaron Murray, who was drafted by the chiefs. Yeah. She used to work here in Philly. Yeah. 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 yeah, you guys, you guys know her very well. Um, Bill Nova, I, uh, what's her name? Oh, Dan, I can't remember. And I know her. When, uh, <laughs> yeah, Casey McDonald. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Eric Cosmer. Uh, yeah. I think they were in San Francisco for a weekend, and they took pictures together, and that was the number one story on the Kansas City Stars website. Um, so you know, this isn't you know L.A. or a TMZ type of city, but uh, those we're not used to those kinds of things. So yeah. for the hottest. Uh, singer to you know be dating Travis Kelsey, who's had a really a phenomenal twelve months with the Super Bowl win, Saturday Night Live, the podcast with his brother, which obviously you guys know uh, well, uh, very well uh, of just as much as we are. Yeah. Um, you know he he's had quite the uh, twelve months. Uh, it, it, there are some people who are annoyed with it, and it's funny because you know I, I run a Facebook page, a lot of it dedicated to Chiefs talk. Uh, whenever I post about Taylor Swift, there are a lot of people who complain. Hey, let's let's stick, stick to, football, to football, but. But there, it's it's honestly the the um, the topic that gets the most engagement. I, I posted oh, yeah. a picture of um, of Taylor Swift and Ed Kelsey, uh, Travis and Jason's father. Uh, I mean, it blew up. Like it's like it's just a picture of them, like you hanging out after a game. I think so. Um, it's a huge deal, I guess. Um, it's it, it's weird to have the biggest name in music to be dating a Kansas City Chiefs player. We're still not really used to the fact that this team is getting the coverage it's getting, and now even more so because of Taylor Swift. Um, if you told me this 10, 15 years ago, I would have said you're insane. There's, there's no way that would ever happen here in Kansas City. Of now, I, I have a different question in that same vein with Taylor and Travis. Now, I think a lot of fans, and I know a lot of fans, don't know you have to give the players time off during the bye week. You have to give them four consecutive days off. You have to have, they have to be over the weekend at least. Um, and when you're good, it's really hard to play hard ass um, and say, you got to be back in the facility as quickly as possible. And both the chiefs and Eagles are obviously very good. Um, are there people, if the chiefs lose that say, Taylor Swift is killing the 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 cheap season because I'm sure there is. I'm I'm sure they're knuckleheads in that uh, vein. I mean the the stats prove otherwise. I don't have it in front of me, but when Taylor Swift is not in attendance, Travis Kelsey has a really quiet game. A bad game. Oh, he's, in, yeah, he's trying to show off. I see. It, yeah. yeah. When when she's there, I mean, he's playing lights out. 
Um, in fact, in the uh, game against the Chargers, uh, he was very close. Uh, I mean, he was on pace at one point to break the uh, single game record for most receiving yards by a tight end. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I mean, listen, I don't know. These guys have lives. Um, they do have lives. Shocking. I mean, and they don't all uh, get talked about as much. I know uh, one. Uh, so former Chiefs kicker Nick Lowry, uh, he was out there on social media making a big deal about the Broncos loss and kind of pinning part of that on Travis Kelsey traveling on a Friday night to game one of the World Series in Texas. And he, listen, you know, Travis Kelsey, he's up there in the celebrity level. So he's obviously on a charter flight and can go anywhere within a moment's notice. So it's not like he, you know, he's waiting the next day for a Southwest or American yeah, airlines yeah, flight yeah. or anything, but um, I, I, I don't know what to make of that stuff. I, I, I really don't. It's their time off. It's their week off. I know uh, one of the more uh, famous incidents and I'm sure uh, Eagles fans chuckle about this one was when the giants players, uh, not even on a bye week uh, for a playoff game on a oh, Monday yeah. night. Oh yeah. They traveled and, you know, came back late Tuesday and people blame that for their playoff loss. So, you know, um, uh, I, I don't know. Travis Kelsey's a partier. He's always been that guy. We've known that for a very long time. So, um, I mean, until uh, we, we can start seeing evidence that it's impacting the field, it's really not too big of a story here in Kansas City. All right, Farzine, I want to get a read on the Chiefs running game. Dan and I were just talking about it before you came on, that people here in Philadelphia are wondering why the Eagles aren't running the ball as effectively as they did last year. John and I have a simple answer. Jalen Hurts just isn't running the ball as well as he did last year, and it has a residual effect on everybody else. Uh, last year in the Super Bowl, uh, Mr. Pacheco, the former Rutgers guy, local yeah. guy, uh, was a pretty key contributor to the Chiefs being able to win that game. How has he played this year as compared to last? Are they doing anything else in the rushing game? Is it all him? Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been a disappointment for me. I thought he was going to be a real nice player when he came out yeah. of the draft from LSU. Hasn't really done that in the NFL. How is the Chiefs running game coming into this matchup with the Eagles? Chiefs running game, you know, I mean, if you just want to look at stats, uh, I know they're uh, below league average there, but I, uh, people here love Isaiah Pacheco. He has played really good football. Um, uh, I mean, this guy almost went undrafted and really has been that spark that Kansas City needed at the uh, backfield. Uh, you know, which is interesting because this is always going to be a pass first team. Um, and Isaiah Pacheco, as good of a running back as he is, but a very tough physical running back, too, not afraid of contact. Yep. The one big complaint everybody has is why in the hell do the Chiefs not run the ball on third and one? And, and not just, you know, not running the ball, the, the plays they design that don't even make sense in third and short yardage situations. So, for example, against the uh, Miami Dolphins, you know, you just need a yard to pick up to, uh, potentially put the game away and not give Miami an opportunity. Andy Reid calls a pass play and Mahomes is throwing the ball out of bounds. So not only do you not run the ball, but you stop the clock and you essentially take a timeout for the, uh, for the dolphins and give them a, a, a ample time to really try to put together a, a, a comfortable drive down the field. So I, I, I think that's really not a complaint about Isaiah Pacheco, but Man, it's just, you know, run the ball a little more because whenever the Chiefs do that, you do see good things happen. And I'll throw Jarek McKinnon's name in there. I know you mentioned CEH, but Jarek McKinnon really came alive late last year. He won um, AFC Offensive Player of the Month, the last player to do that in the regular season. And um, he's always, he's looked really good the last two years late in the seasons. Um, the Chiefs are really saving him for the second half of the seasons because that's when they really get the most out of him, especially in the passing game. So, I was going to say, uh, he's an out-of-the-backfield guy. How many times yeah. is – What's the average, like less than two runs per game? 
Yeah, yeah. He, 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 whenever he runs the ball, we don't see a lot of that. Even last year, I think the Chiefs like to use him more in the passing department and far more than the rushing. They, Isaiah Pacheco has really handled a lot of the, uh, the rushing duties. But, uh, I think, uh, with the second half of the season coming up for, uh, for both teams, I think you'll expect to see the Chiefs to, uh, start to use Jarek McKinnon more. Wouldn't surprise me if he was uh, a big part of the, the game plan Monday Night Football. Yeah, Andy in the running game. We've heard that uh, a time or two here in Philadelphia. If yeah, if, if Andy's got his uh, druther, he's going to throw the football. But I will say it's a bye week, so we also know about Andy Reid coming off a bye, thirteen and one yep. here in Philadelphia. I think he's eight and two in Kansas City. Um, did he let you guys in on his secret? Why he's so good coming off uh, coming off a bye? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, we, we we don't really uh, have the um, the uh, machinations as to how that all works out. Um, I, if I had to take a guess, I, I think a lot of it is really just the way he studies the game and tries to draw up certain plays. Not that other coaches don't do that. Of course they do. Uh, but I think with Andy Reid and, uh, you, you know, you didn't see it with Matt Nagy in Chicago. You saw some of it with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia and now in Jacksonville, although Jacksonville has kind of struggled uh, in the past few games. Um, Andy Reid's just really done a really good job of utilizing uh, certain things. Now, the complaint is um, some games are way too close for comfort, uh, which, uh, you know, games that, you know, should be blowouts tend to be closer games and then games that should be closer tend to be, sometimes uh, blowouts when you least expect it on Kansas City side. So I don't know. I mean, uh, for all we know, um, uh, this could be a one-sided game and that would be a surprise to us. So uh, Andy Reid's always got his secrets. He never reveals them. Um, He's a very, you know, uh, do more, say less type of guy. And you guys obviously know a lot about that during his time in Philadelphia. All right. uh, Last one for me, Farzin. Um we all know what happened in February last year, that the Eagles were winning the game, had control of the game, gave up control of the game yeah. to walk-in touchdowns and a Harrison-Butker field goal with 10 seconds to go made Kansas City the Chiefs of the National Football League. How much do they rely on that tape of that game to try and reproduce the uh, outcome? Is it now the 2023 Eagles against 2023 Chiefs and last year's Super Bowl is ancient history? Or do they use that? Do they have that as a tool to go, hey, here's what we did. Here's what worked. Here's what we could reproduce. How much do you think last year's Super Bowl aids the Chiefs in preparing for this game this week? I think the, I mean, if you're going to study the first, uh, the the, uh, the tape, you got to look at the first half of that game if you're Kansas City because the Chiefs only put one offensive score in uh, in that one. Um, and obviously, I know Patrick got hurt uh, late in that first half, re-aggravated that ankle injury, but really came alive in the second half where they scored on every drive. And I know uh, you guys were talking a little bit about that earlier um, with, um, you know, not being lined up correctly, but they still got that score to work out uh, close to the end zone. Uh, you got to study that first half and fi- figure out why were things not working early on and why the Eagles had a 10 point lead at halftime and try to figure all of that out find the secret recipe, see what worked, what didn't work and try to, apply that um, because you can't afford a slow start anymore. You're, I mean, the schedule is getting tougher for the chiefs um, starting with Monday night against Eagles. So uh, it's important for this offense to get off to a, a much better start um, compared to how they played in Super Bowl 57, as well as some of the games this year where the uh, offense has really stalled in, uh, in a lot of their drives. And I think, um, you know, 
Um, I think a lot of people, even in Kansas City, might be surprised if you start to see the offense pick it up, especially against a good Eagles team. But this is the week where it's really got to start to 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 be put together and uh, start happening, make things happen. Yeah, I I would study the second half, Barzine. Just keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> that's the way I'd go about it. At Barzine twenty one. Uh, make sure you follow uh, Barzine Basugian. Hopefully I got that right. On X, uh, Twitter does a tremendous job covering the Chiefs. Uh, one of the best teams in football. And yeah, you know, I've talked about this a lot. It, it, obviously it's a big game because it's Super Bowl 57 rematch. Yeah. But if you're being honest, Barzine, all right. If the Chiefs lose, it's an NFC team. If the Eagles lose, it's an AFC team. Tiebreakers. You always want to win a game because you want to be the number one seed. Both teams have to keep going in a positive direction. But this is not a devastating loss for either. Do you get that feel from the Kansas City side? I think it would just depend on what happens. I mean, if the offense plays like, like if this is like a 45-42 game, I think a lot of people are going to say, hey, the offense had their best game of the year. Great. But all of a sudden when the offense finally steps up, the defense kind of falls apart. So it's really hard to answer that question. I mean, I, I don't know how to, how, what would have to happen to my, maybe feel like this would be a, a moral victory, which, you know, I, I think uh, neither fan base really uh, wants that. And I mean, that's obviously not the standard um, to me, you know, when it's, you know, mid to late November, this is where things really start to heat up and one loss can feel like a huge deal. Um, what's the gap in the NFC between one and two right now? Well, just one, one game. game. One game Lions you know, are one game behind. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, Thursday night, um, the Ravens are, are um, it's been a, it's been a long week for me yeah. tonight. I should say um, the Ravens do have a chance to uh, move ahead in the standings uh, for a few days. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a really tight race down the stretch. Um, Kansas City has been in this situation before where they're always competing for a number one seed or a number two seed back when, you know, the number two seed had more value um, with a bye week. Um, so they've been in this position so many times. And uh, listen, it's a huge deal. The fact that the Chiefs have hosted the AFC title game five years in a row because they never did before. And they really want it to happen again uh, with this team. It's going to be much harder because, the offense is not there, but they have the number number one seed right now. So, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of standings watching for sure. And um, every game is going to be crucial from here on out, especially with the difficult schedule. So I think the offense definitely wants to make a statement in this one for sure from Kansas City side. All right, Farzine, I would say that Patrick Mahomes over the course of his career, which is still in the young stages, if he's going to be a guy who's going to stick around for 15 years, which I think he will, um, has exhibited the clutch gene. I bring this up from time to time, either here on my uh, radio shows, that you can't teach the clutch gene. Either you have it or you don't have it, and I think that Patrick Mahomes does. What what can the Eagles do, if anything, to try and fight off the clutch gene of Patrick Mahomes? He did it last year with a little help from a referee and a call and a hold. And All right, we won't <laughs> go there. Um, but what, what can the Eagles do, if anything, to try and keep Patrick Mahomes from winning this game in the final two minutes. I think I think you got to pressure him. I mean, contain him. Don't let him escape the pocket. Don't give him the uh, the big things, the, the the big plays out there. Um, essentially, you know, everything's got to work on defense. Um, and I think the Eagles do have uh, some of that 
uh, equipped in their uh, defensive arsenal right there with, with those guys up front. Um, you know, people still talk about the fact that Jalen Carter, like, how the hell does he end up in Philadelphia? I, I don't know. Everybody I've been about it for months. The NFL <laughs> should be ashamed of themselves. First. Um, no, I mean, it, it's uh, the Eagles. I think, you know, they're as good of a team as any to uh, to try to um, to try to nullify some of those things that Patrick Mahomes is capable of. They, I, I think they did some of that in the first half, which is, you know, why I was saying the Chiefs need to study that and try to figure out how to um, how to improve on some of those things. Uh, and I will say this. I think for both teams, this line of scrimmage battle is going to be a big one for both of them. Um, I think Kansas City's offensive line, um, it's going to be the best the Eagles have seen all year. And I think the Eagles' defensive front is going to be the best the Chiefs have seen all year. And the same thing uh, on the other side of the football. Um, so I think that line of scrimmage battle is going to be a lot of fun to watch. If, if you're one of those, like, you know, pro football focus, got a fantasy football betting lines, like if you're into all of that stuff, the X's and O's, I think that line of scrimmage battle is going to be a lot of fun to watch on both sides of the ball for this team or for this game, I should say. Farzine, great uh, having you join us. We appreciate it. Check out his podcast, Chief Zone, where you get your better podcasts. You're taking a little bit of a heat here on the uh, stream for wearing the Kansas City garb, but hey, swag is swag is swag. <laughs> More power to you, buddy. Appreciate you jumping in with us today. Enjoy the game on Monday night. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. That is Thanks, Farzine. Yeah. I, I would never, by the way, I don't own anything eagles related a lot of fans on the stream saying would you ever wear no i would not i got uh, an eagles you know, hat i never put it on i i not, don't not on a show i don't own anything eagles i'm not an eagles fan i'm an eagles reporter but i'm an old school guy things have changed many you know there there are certain you know my goal is to be objective so no I've been asked at radio spots, live radio spots, put on an Eagles jersey. I will not do it. I will not. I will never wear yeah. anything Eagles. Never, never for any NFL team. That's not I, how I would. I would for one reason and one reason only. If I was asked, I wouldn't choose to bring my own Eagle gear no. and put it in. But I, if I, I were, go one hey, step can further. Can you put an Eagle no. jersey on? No. Absolutely Take a picture. Not. Yeah, sure. Why In not? Fact, as long as you at time, it's you're making a request no, for me to do it, no, then I'll do it, do it out of a favor for you. But I'm not bringing in my own stuff. That's not happening. No, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Joe Krause has asked me to do it at live remotes. Really? I cannot do it. I tell him, I can't look. I can't do it. I can't. That's it's not part of the job. I mean, now, but things have changed so much. There's a lot of people that do that, and yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not, shouldn't be that way. But I, now I, I'm being get it. off as, my as lawn, long, guy. And then I'm not wearing it home and wearing it out or whatever. Here, you want me to put the jersey? I'll put it on, take a couple pictures. And Here, you, I, you know, it's back. funny. Keeping it, it's I funny. Put it on for a photo op. What the hell? I love it because I, I got. I think John's a 49ers fan. You're 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 making my day when you say stuff like this because I get this all the time. I'm a 49ers fan. I'm a Bears fan. I used to cover the Vikings. I'm a Vikings fan. I'm a this fan. I'm a that fan. The more teams you say, the better it is for me because you have no freaking idea, and that's the way it should be because I'm not a fan. That's the point. It doesn't upset me when the Eagles win. It doesn't upset me when they lose. I'm sorry, but that's, you know, 
It's the way it is. Oh, I, I, yeah. You, you're an actual reporter. I'm not. I'm, a, I'm a host. And for me, you, you do two different jobs. Uh, mine is more narrow than yours because you've got an actual job as a reporter. You have to hold yourself to certain standards. I don't feel that I need to do that. And I'll readily admit that I'm a fan. I'm a Jet fan first. The Eagles are my favorite NFC team. But when I come on the air here, I try this. And I know that I've got a couple of guys. My buddy Dominique is going to jump out and tell me that I'm lying to my teeth. But I'm telling the honest to God truth. I'm looking right into the camera. Every time I do a show, I try and put my rooting interests aside. I don't wear my rooting interests on the sleeve when I'm hosting a show. Off the air, yes. If I'm going to try and make a point and I'm going to go, listen, this comes from Jody Mack, the fan, then I'll say that. But I do not allow my uh, rooting interests to affect the way I do a show, be it on the radio or here on Birds 365. That I don't do. That I'm kind of like you, that I have certain standards that I'm going to keep, and I don't compromise them. Uh, there's some of the people on the stream here call me a hater because I don't take out the pom-poms and wave the eagle pom-coms the way that they, I guess, want me to. That's not happening. That's not the way I do this show. But you want me to yeah, throw an eagle jersey on well, for a photo I, you know, I, Come I, I on, I'll put an eagle jersey on tomorrow for you a know. Some people think I hate the Eagles. Some people think I love the Eagles. I get, oh, you work for the team when I say something positive. Uh, when I say something negative, you're a hater. You're just, that's the one thing that makes me happy because then you know you're doing your job right. That's, uh, John, I, I, I hold you in pretty damn high esteem because of the way that you do your job, both uh, writing for SI and Jacob Sports and also here. On Birds 365. All right, uh, quickie timeout, come back. We're going to put a, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. Perfect goal at the six. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Coming down the home stretch of a Thursday, Birds 365. We will be back here tomorrow to get into the weekend, but not to the Eagles game because they don't play till Monday night. Uh, so first time get a chance to talk to anybody from the organization in a week and a half, Johnny Mack. You get the coach before or after practice today? Uh, before uh, 12-15, Nick Sirianni, little locker room before practice, then practice 2.30-ish, I believe. I have to double-check. Even getting to talk to Andy Reid today. Andy's old school. He's doing a conference call. Most coaches don't do that anymore. Mike what McCarthy that? did it. It's funny. We haven't had a conference call with an opposing coach all year. Mike McCarthy did it. Andy Reid does it. Man, these young coaches suck, Jody. <laughs> the old school guys give you a little bit more access. What time is Andy today? Uh, one, one o'clock. Okay, so it's back to back to back. Talk to the coach, talk to the players. Got to get in front of a computer to be able to talk to Andy. Uh, it's going to be a uh, conference call. So in front of a big conference thing at... Uh, the Novacare conference. Oh, they're going to do it live from the Novacare conference. Yeah. All right, so everybody's got to be there. Okay, that that makes sense. All right, uh, you're going to ask Andy Reid about nuggies. <laughs> uh, probably more about the bye week. You know, <laughs> the uh, we know he likes nuggets. Yeah, he's he's pretty good in those uh, State Farm commercials with his quarterback. He's actually pretty funny. I'd rather have a uh, safe trip over to South Philly. I got one more show on me this week before we uh, get a weekend in before Eagles football. You in? Yeah. How about that? Two weekends in a row without Eagles football. Monday night football. Chiefs, Eagles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty big deal. Yeah, I can't stand. I, I like to have the team that I better pay the closest attention to playing on Sundays. That's just me. I know Monday night. Oh, I, you know me. I went Sunday at one o'clock. I yeah, mean, you're not getting yeah. that. But you can't complain because you had Sunday at one o'clock. You were in front of your TV watching mediocre other football teams. Oh, 
mediocre as being kind. Uh, yeah, but uh, hey, two best teams in football. Can't go wrong with that. That's what we're looking forward to Monday night. But first things first, Birds 365 will be right back here tomorrow. We invite all of you to rejoin. Thank you very much for streaming in today. Be back here in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365.